As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Cole Boo Boo Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rick Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. I'm Rocky Sita Romero. David Starr. Support Russell Talk. You are watching Russell Talk. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support Russell Talk. Support Russell Talk and please subscribe now. Support Russell Talk. Do it. Support Ollie, support me, support Russell Talk. Support Russell Talk. Support Russell Talk. Because we talk about wrestling, and I like it. Support Russell Talk. Don't subscribe. Support Russell Talk. Home of Lou Gowen. Whatever Russell Talk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Russell Talk. Russell Gowen Live. Hello, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Chopper Pequenel. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Yeah, pretty well. This is your last Raw for the, the filling in bit. Yeah. How have you found watching Raw and commenting on Raw with your views going public? I mean, it's fine. <laughs> you had a good SmackDown show. You lucked out on Saturday. Oh my God, SmackDown was amazing. Ugh. It was so much fun. I was saying on the uh, on the SmackDown podcast that I was watching it in bed because I had I had a friend staying over the weekend. So I was, I was watching it on Saturday morning. Uh, my friend was sleeping in the living room where I normally watch um, SmackDown. So I had to watch it in bed with my lady partner asleep next to me. Headphones on. Yeah, just he- blaring out loud. Oh no, headphones on. I'm respectful, you see. And then I was, like, marking out when I saw, like, Champ mm. come out and saw, like, Adam Culver, yeah. Danny Bryan. And I couldn't do anything. I was sitting there just like, <laughs> I can't move because I don't want to wake her up. Yeah, no, it was a really, really good show. It was so fun. Yeah. But, yeah, Raw's... Um, <clears throat> I'm jealous. Raw's all right. You should Raw, be. Raw was uh, Vince McMahon's version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I know Vince signed off on SmackDown, mm-hmm. but let's be honest, that was a Triple H show. 
Yes. And then Vince has sort of composed himself and gone, now let's see how the big boys do it. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah. Or it's a bit more flattened out. I still enjoyed it. it I mean, right. it's, it's impossible to not do an NXT invasion. I guess you could do it uh, where everyone just gets squashed as soon as they walk in. Mm. But other than that, it's hard not to enjoy an NXT invasion. Yes, very true, because it's always fun to see, look, it's this person. Mm. Um, I mentioned that in my in my SmackDown review. It was like, I know this episode is just cheap pops and, oh my God, it's this person and NXT is here and they're probably not going to win Survivor Series or anything, but I just didn't care at the time because it was just so much fun. So yeah. it's still a great show. Sometimes all you need is cheap pops. Yeah. That's what Raw After Mania has been for five years. Absolutely, yeah. So how was your weekend? Uh, yeah, it was really good. Uh, like I mentioned, I had a had a friend stay in, uh, which is super cool. I haven't seen him in about two years, mm. so it was really cool to catch are up with really him. Are they really a friend at that point? Yes. Okay. Yes, they are. You've got uh, loads of friends who, you, they seem to be online friends. Yeah, they are. That's How do pretty you meet Because um, through my old YouTube channel that I used to do, because um, I was part of like the community and stuff mm. there. Um, so yeah, I met a lot of people through doing that. YouTube channel who are now some of my closest friends. So, Aww. yeah, it's nice. But that does mean that my friends are everywhere and not many of them are very close by, um, which makes it hard to see them most of the time, which is why I haven't seen this guy in like two years. He spent a year out in Spain doing things for his job. Uh, but now he's, yeah, but now he's back. So we, we caught up. It was very fun. And it uh, turns out in the two years that we haven't spoken, he's now really into Dungeons and Dragons. So I was super into that as well. It was great. Is that just, do you think that's a larger cultural trend? Because everyone seems to be into Dungeons and Dragons now. Or it's people like us. I mean, it's definitely having a resurgence of popularity. Mm. I think that's probably helped along by things like, you know, Critical Role having the largest Kickstarter in the history of ever. (laughs) Uh, Probably helps along with that, that kind of thing. So, yeah. So while you were enjoying SmackDown Mm. and all these things, Mm. I was getting blind drunk. Fun. Yeah. So was everyone else I was with, but I didn't drink. Continue. So I, uh, it was rugby. Oh, ruggers. It was the, the, I believe. Not not kabaddi. Not (laughs) kabaddi. I believe the full title of this was the World Cup to determine the best rugby team in the World Cup. Cup. Yeah. Trophy. Trophy. Emoji trophy. Uh, I think it was a, a badge, actually. I think mm-hmm. everyone got a, a pin. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. You won. Here's a little pin you can oh, no, put on was, your bag. It was enormous. Oh. It was like a five-foot large badge. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. So you couldn't even wear it? No. What's the no. point now? I don't know. Uh, bragging rights. <laughs> God. But the... the yeah, the, I, I have not watched a single rugby match in this World Cup to determine the best rugby team in the World mm-hmm. Cup. Trophy. Uh, but... My friends were going, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to miss out on friend time. The social experience. I know they might have memories without me. Exactly, yeah. I would prefer they don't have those memories <laughs> than me not be there. <laughs> Does that make me an awful person? I think that's the same reason why Datsun always goes to the wrestling shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's, it's FOMO to, a, to the extreme where you don't want other people to have fun. Exactly, yes. Uh, but... Th- yeah, it was. I wasn't prepared for having to get up at half eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I get up at half eight anyway, but well, earlier than that, but not to go to King's Cross to start drinking. Yeah. So I was in a pub, a packed pub at quarter to nine. Jesus. Luckily, we had a table reserved. Yeah. Um, and I thought, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to get a Guinness here. 
because it's it's just people. There's no way to navigate to the bar. Mm-hmm. What's that? There's an app. Were you in a Spoons by any chance? I was in an O'Neill's. Oh, right. And that was my downfall. Oh, because no. I could now order yeah. as much Guinness as I wanted to the table. And while I could have also ordered food, hadn't had breakfast at this point, I didn't. Smart. I just ordered more Guinness. Really smart. And I, I carried on that way until about 7 p.m. <laughs> well, Sunday was a fun day for uh, you then, wasn't it? You know what? I actually got over most of the hangover Sunday evening. <laughs> Went home, ate an entire macaroni and cheese for three. You know, it says two to four people mm-hmm. on the co-op box. Yeah. Ate it all. Nice. Uh, and then I fell asleep like a baby. Mm-hmm. And my lady partner was annoyed because I fell asleep on top of her as a dead weight <laughs> while she was trying to watch TV. And then she woke me up at 11. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's going on? And she said, go to bed. Get in the bed. Yeah. So I did that. Woke up the next morning. I didn't have any headache or anything. I was just awfully tired. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that. But other than that, rugby. Yeah. There's Fun. there's a guy there's a guy on the the English rugby team mm-hmm. and I'm sure people are across this but he claims to be 28 mm-hmm. when he's quite clearly 45. <laughs> I think there's been some line on a birth certificate there. Mm-hmm. Let me find let me search England rugby old looking guy. Old looking guy. Senior uh, men. That hasn't come back immediately. No, it hasn't. <laughs> Maybe Shocking. It's just me. England rugby team. England, England rugby England. team 2019. Oh, you ruined it. This is great audio this content. This is fantastic audio content, yeah. I just want Luke to hear this mm-hmm. and get really annoyed uh, for when, he's, when he comes back. Well, there were, one, we're not doing very good audio content, and yes. two, that it's about rugby. You love sports. Absolutely. And he's hmm. over there with the Rugby World Cup right now. Yeah. Yeah. He did not go there for that. <laughs> I've got a pro, uh, a little bumper he's filmed to play at the start. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow. He did it from Tokyo. Yeah. Ah, damn it. Well, I can't find it. Should we get on with the show? Let's do that. Let's get into the main show where we're going to be talking oh, no, there he about. Is. Oh, okay. You Look found him. Look at that him. guy. Look at that guy's face. 28. He's not 28, is he? Let me find his name. I mean, he could be. <laughs> he's seen things as a 28 year old oh definitely yeah definitely seen things but uh, anyway we should get into the main portion of the show Ollie where we're going to be talking about NXT invading not only Smackdown but this time Raw as well here's the show Let's talk about Raw, baby, and NXT. What is happening to you? I don't know. You know when you feel like you're having an off day? <laughs> Maybe it's Luke deficiency. I think it probably is. He's back, I, he's back on Monday. I really started missing him today. I don't yeah. know. I was just doing a, a few things this morning, and I was like, man, I really miss Luke. Mm-hmm. Just as occasional insights and you know, little jokes in the office. I'm like... Really missing that today. Yeah. Yeah. Making tea, I mostly miss him for. He'd make a lot of tea. Yeah, he would. Right, so anyway. Raw opened, uh, of course, Smackdown. 
staged an NXT invasion on Friday to kick off this new theme for this year's Survivor Series of Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Because you got to think, SmackDown can't take all those losses again. Mm hmm. NXT's there to do that now. Yay. They're going to win a women's match. They're going to win a tag match. <laughs> but all the other wins are going to come from the main roster. But that's not that. That's quite a cynical way of looking at it because SmackDown was incredibly fun. Such a fun show. I loved it. WWE do this all the time when their backs are against the wall. Just when you think things couldn't get any worse from a backstage or storyline perspective. Boom. They pull out an absolute corker. Mm -hmm. Got to think back to the Shield days when they did the whole reunion tour. They didn't know what to do set because loads of people got struck down by meningitis, I think it was. It was mumps, wasn't it? Yeah, Is something that right? like that. Oh, yeah. So we suddenly got out of nowhere. AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. And Kurt Angle joined the Shield. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it was, it was you know, scattergun. And, but it was, you know... It was, it was fun. A hell of a, a hell of a spot fest in yeah. terms of excitement. And that's what we got with SmackDown. So that initial sort of excitement, very much a Triple H produced show and written show, mm -hmm. I would argue. Yep. Of course, Vince McMahon would have signed off on everything. That's how it goes. So we can't take that away from mm -hmm. Vince. Yep. But this show, while still fun, um, I enjoyed the main storyline beats on this show did feel like a more sanitized version of that SmackDown invasion. Yeah, I think the SmackDown one was pure excitement from every point. It goes, oh, it's this guy, it's this guy. This feels like a proper takeover, whereas this one felt like, I mean, we can probably throw in a, a bit of a takeover here, not like a, oh, they're taking over Raw. It's like, ah, oh, they're, they're here. You know, they're, they're, they're still here, I guess. We'll keep that, that thread going. But it wasn't a full-blown takeover like they did on SmackDown. So it felt very much like a uh, secondhand thought, if that makes sense, than, a, than, you know, the main story focus, if that makes sense. Totally. Because SmackDown was very much, here's Adam Cole, mm -hmm. here's Tommaso Ciampa, here's Shayna Baszler. This episode of Raw was, here's Seth Rollins, here's Triple H. Yeah. And also is... Adam Cole is there. Yeah. <laughs> but Adam, like, you know, like Adam Cole didn't really feature. Let, let's get on yeah. to that. So Raw yeah. opened with Triple H arriving in a convoy of three big cars. Do you know much about cars? In the SUVs, right? They were big. Yeah, they're big cars. Big black cars. That's what they are. SUVs. Yeah. Big cars. Yeah, those ones. I th I got very excited when I saw this. Literally, it rolls in. Person gets out. I was like, it's going to be Triple H, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to be Triple H. And then he got I was like, oh, NXT's here. <laughs> I got like really excited again. Um, it was I, really good. It was an excellent cold open. So mm -hmm. before the intro credits and everything, one time, no, two, two things mm -hmm. I would have changed. I wouldn't have Jerry Lawler screaming on commentary. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my God. Who could this be? Is it the president? <laughs> Shut Jerry. up, Jerry. Jerry's got such God. low expectations. I know he does, doesn't he? It's I yeah, it's gotta be the president. The president or no one. It's three SUVs in a row. <laughs> it's gotta be the president, oh my right? God, the president's here. <laughs> also, second one, they should have been tanks. <laughs> Feel like you might be setting your expectations a bit too high there. You know what? This was a rubbish show. <laughs> they didn't show they up didn't in tanks. They didn't show up in tanks. <laughs> uh, but it was very it was very cool. Uh yeah. I, yeah, this was very good. And then later on, it continued. I know Seth Rollins is rah rahing around right now. <laughs> but I, for, from, a, from an on-screen character perspective, 
I enjoyed this tremendously. Mm-hmm. It helps that he doesn't have the belt anymore. Yeah, I noticed that immediately. As soon as he came out in the night and he didn't have the Universal Championship with him, I was like, no, you're not so bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it felt like a bit of a weight, a literal weight has been not lifted from him, but lifted from how I perceive him. Yes. Now he doesn't have that belt. I'm not thinking you shouldn't have that. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. should have that. Uh, it hasn't fixed all the problems with Seth, but it's a start. Uh, so Seth Rollins comes out. This is later on in the show. And he has a bit of an existential crisis about what next for Seth Rollins. And he laid out a very compelling argument for where his character is right now. Mm-hmm. He has based his whole year around beating Brock Lesnar for the top title and becoming champion. Yeah. And now look at him. He's not the top champion. He hasn't got any belts, actually. And Brock Lesnar is somehow, once again, the top champion on the brand he's on. Yeah. I thought it was marvellous character consistency Mm. for once. It was really, really nice to see that they continued the story and they didn't just go, eh. Because they very well could have just completely ignored it and just said, oh, I'm upset I lost the Universal title or whatever. But they chose to take it in a completely different direction. And they, they played on something. This, again... Uh, had Triple H's fingerprints all over it for me, especially because Triple H then came out in the segment, (laughs) you'd think Triple H might have had some input. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Triple H is... He's actually, a very, I would argue, a very good wrestling storyteller when it comes to character, like putting character Mm -hmm. first and then building stories around it. A lot of his arcs, particularly his, are based around that. You know, he's he's feud with Batista. He's feud with Undertaker last year. Uh, Where it falls down is when he then has a 20-minute plodding match to, to climax it all. Yes. But this was, this was really good, yeah. And I really, a really brave move by WWE that I respect them for a lot was to have Seth say... Look, I bet a load of you fans are really, really happy that I haven't got the belt anymore. Yeah. But I don't give a damn about that. Yeah. I d- I, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Triple H uh, walks down because Seth's like, I don't. I feel like I'm back at square one. Yeah. And I don't know if I can do it again anymore. Mm-hmm. Says he doesn't know what's next for, he doesn't know what's next on his journey. So out comes Daddy NXT trips. Mm-hmm. And he says, look, your f- the answer to your future might be your past. And I read another layer into Ooh. this, which I don't think they intended. Finn Balor's heel turn on NXT, the video package the week prior, said, my future is going to be my past. It's pretty mm. much the exact same thing that Triple H just said to Seth. Yeah. So that I'm not saying that, like, oh, Finn and Seth are going to join forces or anything like that, but I thought it was an interesting parallel to have... Finn say, oh, I need to look at my past to determine my future. And then he turns heel the next week and turns on Johnny Gargano and all that awesome stuff that he did on NXT. And then Triple H comes out to Seth and he goes, I need to look at your past if you want to do your future. I'm like, ooh, that's a nice little parallel. It is. I mean, let's be honest. It's probably because it's a good line. Yeah. So they just <laughs> used yeah. it twice. Absolutely. But I could totally see them going that route of here's Finn Balor. Finn Balor did take Triple H's advice. He did go back to NXT. He's transformed his career. Mm-hmm. This is what you could have, Seth. Exactly. And Finn, I'd love that. Maybe maybe we get Balor Rollins. That would be so a cool. A Survivor Series. Yeah. I, I can see them going that way. That would be amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, the, the they had this really good stuff. Um, Triple H had this... Like wonderful thing about you know we did this invasion thing and Seth's like oh yeah you're so cool you did it when everyone was stuck abroad not gonna go too much into that rah rah uh, and and Triple H goes yeah 
it was a genius idea. Yeah. Because no one was here to stop us. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, and? Yeah. And I'm like, you're both making good points. This is a very mm-hmm. well-told story. Yeah. Uh, but then Triple H says, look, I know how to make you great again. You're either going to come with me or you're against me. Mm-hmm. And that's when the Undisputed Era started coming through the crowd. They get up on the... Uh, the apron but then the OC also come out and they have a bit of a scuffle Dijak's in there all of a sudden and the Raw the Raw roster chases off uh, NXT Raw roster Raw roster in big quotation marks well the OC were laid out so AJ undeniably big name Mm -hmm. Uh, but the other people who ran down were Kurt Hawkins Zack Ryder Mm R-Truth and Rowan now, I see Rowan as a big guy because they mm-hmm. did a great job of building him up on SmackDown. Yeah. So it's a real shame to have him lumped in with the job squad, essentially. Yeah. The 24-7 title division. And granted, the <laughs> numbers game, yes, it's better to have more bodies than the other team. But when the other team is Dominic Dijakovic and Damian Priest and the Undisputed Era, you'd think they could probably handle Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins and yeah. R-Truth. But they didn't. Well, they, they I, I guess you could argue they chose not to engage. It wasn't like they were they were chased, they were beaten up. They were like, ah, yeah. They got, they got a, Adam Cole got a super kick on AJ Styles, which was pretty good, mm. and then they just kind of scampered after that. So uh, Seth sort of looks conflicted in the ring for all of this. He chases down Triple H backstage afterwards and says, essentially, I might come to NXT, but I'm going to do it as the top champion. Mm-hmm. So I want a match with Adam Cole tonight. And that was that was the main event. Uh, NXT Championship. Yeah, with Triple H and Adam Cole's corner. I was super excited for this, especially based off that fantastic, was it like 20-minute match with Daniel Bryan on SmackDown? It was amazing. Back and forth stuff. But this was 80% Seth. Yeah. I don't think Adam Cole looked good against Rollins because again this is a I think I'm worried that Raw thinks this is a Rollins Triple H story mm-hmm. when it's an NXT story exactly just yeah. like the original invasion where the McMahons it became a story about Shane versus Stephanie versus Vince not ECW versus <laughs> WCW versus WWF yeah uh, and also the crowd were rubbish yeah they weren't and normally I'm very much in agreement with you when you say it's not the crowd's fault because they're not presented something yes. that's very entertaining. And I'll say, most of the show, I could probably get on board with that. This, though, I think, granted it's not the best match it could have been, but throughout the whole night, the crowd really didn't get into basically anything. Mm. And it made most of the segments feel a lot worse than they were, um, especially like the brawl that happened after this felt very, very flat because no one really cared. Totally. Uh, so I don't know whose fault it is, and I kind of want to say both, yeah. honestly. Yeah, I agree. I, I, you know what? And this is different to how I usually feel. I, I would put the blame a bit more on the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, hearing, did, look, they don't know who Adam Cole is. I think that, and I can't remember. It was somewhere in New York, but they're a notoriously bad crowd. Mm. So it was Long Island. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they don't. They're, they're they're next to Corpus Christi in yeah. terms of bad crowds yeah. for WWE. But when Adam Cole did the boom, boom and like no one did it. I know. And there was an Adam Cole chant, but it was only from like 30 guys who watch NXT at the back. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was a shame. And it, it wasn't 
having Triple H at ringside was a nice layer of drama. But like I said, it became about Seth versus Hunter rather than, look, Adam Cole is your NXT champion. Mm-hmm. But he did. It was just mainly Seth working him over. Yeah. Um, and the ending of this main event as well. Um, I mean, it was it was a decent match, but I think the com- in, when you compare it to the SmackDown match that you had with Daniel Bryan, it's yeah. night and day because for the SmackDown match, Adam Cole was working face for starters. Bryan worked heel for most of it. Granted, Bryan got in a, a quite a fair bit of offense, wasn't as much as Seth did, but Cole looked awesome for coming out of it yeah. and not tapping out to like two label locks. And hitting super kick Panama Sunrise last shot, very decisive victory at the end. Whereas in this one, Cole looked kind of pants, and he was working heel on this one, and while Seth was working face, which I get it makes sense because mm. Adam Cole is a heel, but he's the new and exciting person that you want to endear to the fans a bit more. And I know they're trying to make Seth, you know, cool again and all that stuff. But even so, you wouldn't. You, I don't think they should have made him as heel as he was in this one, because he was very, very heel in this one. He, you know, he's beating him down, do the slow, methodical beatdown um, that normal heels do. And then Seth was in control for the most of it, anyways. Cole was mostly in control through an ad break, and then it just ended in a disqualification as Seth was about to win. Yeah. He's... So it was just, it didn't make Cole look very good, no. and it didn't make Seth look very good. <laughs> it didn't really make anyone look very good. It was just, it was very much, SmackDown was Triple H's vision, and Raw, this is Vince's vision of it. it they, they're two very different things, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, and and then like, uh, yeah, he's tuning up the band, isn't he, mm-hmm. to go the, to do the stomp, and the rest of the Undisputed Era guys appear on the apron, which is, is a way to protect both guys. You don't have to beat either one of them. Um, but just from a logic standpoint, why would they be interfering in this match? Surely they're working under Triple H's direction. Mm -hmm. Triple H wants to see Seth win or Adam Cole win. He just wants a dominant NXT thing. Yeah. So, yeah, but that it was just an excuse, really, to have a a rather superficial, generic brawl. Uh, Everyone's down there. Ricochet hits a shooting star off the top rope to the outside on a pile of people. Unfortunately, and he's one of my favorite wrestlers, Keith Lee, missed his spot. So he was awkwardly standing in the ring for about three minutes before he hit this amazing scent on over the top rope onto everyone. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, but, you know, he was sort of there three minutes too early. So he's just standing in the ring, looking at everyone amassing there. Um, but when he hit it, it was it was It was incredible. great. Oh, yeah. Keith Lee's fantastic. But again, I'd say this is partially the crowd's fault and partially mm, the booking and yeah. partially Lee missing his spot there. When... He did that spot on NXT in that triple threat between him, Dijakovic, and Roderick Strong for the North American title. When he hit that, because of the culmination of the match, it got a holy S-word chant because people just didn't see it coming and it was straight after Roddy did like a die-through yeah, and like yeah. Dijak did a die-through <laughs> or something like that and then he just goes over the top and just does his massive... It, oh, it was perfect. It was so, so cool. And he did the same spot here onto a bunch of people and the crowd were like, hey. I think, that? yeah. If anything, Ricochet shouldn't have done his move. Absolutely. I think Lee should have just hit his move mm-hmm. there. Uh, I don't know what was meant to be the plan. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. 
That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Um, but let's do our Patreon shout-outs before we get out of here for all our $25 a month or more pledge hammers. Uh, so thank you. No one names this. No one names their kid this anymore. Larry. Yeah, cheers, Larry. Luke's favourite fan, the one, the only, the awesome Bubba. Cheers, oh, yes. Bubba. Thank you. Kratos' forgotten son, Chris Petrell. Oh, yes. I think he got the video shout-out today in Laurie's News. Oh, cool. Mm. Nice. Uh, the Beast, Brock Taylor. Whoa, cheers, yes. Brock. Adam and the Anthony Bergeron. Woo, Prince yes. Charming. <laughs> Prince Charming. He's no jackass. Dano. 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 X, red, white, and black X of the trio of lunatics. Subscribe now. <laughs> yeah. So go over Great there. Name. Thank you. Rob Steiner Recliner. What a move. Great move. Oh, me. Infinite yeah. Crisis. Chris Jenkins. Woo, Thank yes. you. Very you good. these hammers. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. The Wonderwall, Brian Gallagher. In the sunshine. 
Today's Tom Sawyer, Mean, Mean Pride. It's a song that Luke knows. Cool, no one else does. (laughs) And finally, Bad Connection, Thomas Lagdon. Thank you very much for all your support on Patreon. Let's see what your su- 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 super chats say on the NXT invasion. Uh, get your super chats in, and we'll be getting to the rest of them at the end of the show. Will HM. Raw was control C, control V. Aha! Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah. Look, uh, diminishing returns as well. Not as good the second time. Totally. KJ, can't wait for the main roster to beat NXT in all their matches. Seriously, let's not pretend they wouldn't do this. They absolutely would. Totally they would. Yeah, yeah, I know. I really don't want them to, but they will. The Brock. WWE expect me to believe that Hawkins can go toe-to-toe with Riddle. Come on, Pete has a better chance against me in in a battle than Hawkins (laughs) against Riddle. What is this Brock versus Pete thing? Search me. He's calling you out a lot. I know. Brock just constantly calls me out, and I don't know why. That's much like Matt Riddle and Goldberg. Yeah, it's true, yeah. Uh, Robert Banker, I keep saying it, Bullet Club versus Undisputed Era. Could happen. Could see Finn turn on NXT, except not, and Mm. join AJ and the OC to to face the Undisputed Era, which would be bad. I think, yeah, what you mean OC versus UE, don't you? I I would like to see some version of that. I mean, they teased that on the show, but... Uh, Jesse Moctezuma, it's the invasion again. Yeah, and it's still not great. <laughs> Let's it's the it's the second instalment yep, of the true. three four week story. Mm-hmm. It's more like three week now. Yep. Uh, let's and this this wasn't this was just that this was a Seth Triple H bit. Yep. Let's just see it as that. Mm-hmm. Uh, see uh, where surname. I struggle to enjoy the invasion when it undermines character storylines. Champa helping Undisputed Era, Lee Dijak working together, Rowan running down. It's exciting, but I'm sceptical NXT actually wins anything. Exactly. I think it's superficially exciting. It's very cool to see all these yes. you know, new people and people that we really like from NXT. But yeah, I'm, I'm not optimistic. Especially just with their track record, I'm not optimistic of how they're going to be treating these people. But we'll see. Power Packers 90. I love this meme at the moment. In it's the so comments. good. Yeah. Nobody, dot, dot, dot. Vince, Seth versus all heel NXT. <laughs> yeah, they really turned everyone from NXT heel on this show, didn't they? I, I mean, I read it differently to everyone else. I, I saw Seth as kind of the the murky, morally uh, complicated person here, mm-hmm. not really knowing where he's going to side. Yeah, and NXT were just more acting on Triple H's orders. But yeah, yeah. Kevin. Remember when Shane and the SmackDown roster invaded Raw? You mean Siege Warfare? Wait. Uh, it was last year. It wasn't Siege Warfare. It was something else. Under uh, Siege. Under Siege is what sure? it was. Hashtag Under Siege. Ah, uh, I'm thinking of Fantasy Booking Warfare. Fantasy right. Booking Warfare. Uh, the segment itself was good, but it wasn't until Raw had their own invasion a few weeks later that the story was interesting. It will be hard to follow up in the following days. I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a difficult one to book when you don't really want anyone to lose. Yeah, exactly. I'd be curious to see NXT and if this has any impact moving forward for NXT this week or something like that. If any main roster people show up. Oh, I thought and and in terms of ratings cuz I mm. this is an this is a big week for AEW. This is the go home show to full gear and NXT could beat them in the ratings. Mm-hmm. Just because this Survivor Series stuff is pretty hot right now. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my god, it's so hot right now. So hot. And finally for now, the Adnap 2. Anyone else getting Nexus flashbacks? Dear God, no. I really hope it's not. not. Nowhere near that bad. No. Nexus was fantastic to start with. Yes. Good God, it was awesome. But uh, yeah, let's hope it doesn't go the same road. Uh, right, so the, the actual full show started with that Triple H cold open, as mm-hmm. we've already said. And then Brock Lesnar comes out. <laughs> I didn't mind this too much because we got that cold open and I got very excited for NXT. And then I remembered, as soon as Lesnar's music hits, I remember what happened on SmackDown because that opened with Brock Lesnar. And then he left. And then it was just NXT for the rest of the show. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we'll get the Lesnar <laughs> stuff out of the way and then we can get on to NXT. This is fine. Um, I thought this was... Uh, fine. I mean, oh, okay. Heyman tried to justify mm. Lesnar leaving SmackDown, which was uh, murky. Yeah, yeah. His promo was a bit overlong. I think he didn't really say much at all until towards you know the very end of it when he actually said, you know, we're going to hunt down Mysterio. We'll be finding Mysterio. We're going to turn this arena inside out until we find yeah. Mysterio, which is when it actually got good. I think before that he was just kind of saying words. But after that, though, I thought it was class. I agree. With the Mysterio stuff. Yeah, because the, the way they've explained this Brock Lesnar thing just oh, does not hold up at all. No. Brock Lesnar quit SmackDown to come after Ray on Raw, which hasn't been an issue the last couple of weeks because Ray's been on all, all the SmackDown episodes. It's Survivor Series season anyway, mm-hmm. so everyone's showing up everywhere. Don't buy that. It's very a very lazy out. And also the idea that you can quit one brand and the other brand has to absorb the contract is a very rubbish precedent to set. And Paul Heyman's argument of why that does make sense is because it's Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And that, you know, I, I do. I, that is that is slightly the reason because Brock Lesnar is so important. Yeah. But at the same time, it's it's overall not that satisfying. Yeah. It, it's the equivalent of them just saying, yeah, just because. Yes, it's <laughs> totally it. There's just not a, a reason. They've just gone, yeah, just because we can, yeah, rather than anything actually substantial. But what I found found interesting is Paul Heyman usually works, does these promos pretty heelish. Mm-hmm. This was full-on heel. Oh, yeah. He was ragging on the crowd. He called everyone in the back bitches. This was almost, it wasn't professional, Paul. It was, no. we are annoyed, yeah. and we're going to start running our mouths, mm-hmm. which I thought really set up the the stuff with Ray that came later very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, Lesnar then goes around backstage just beating up WWE officials. I thought that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> just gets a guy, just goes, where's Ray Mysterio? Like, bangs his head into a, into a table and then throws him mm. aside. Oh, that was quite funny. And it was That's it's great. the most, like, passion Brock has shown as a character for a long time because yeah. usually he's just sitting around laughing, saying, ha-ha, my gimmick is I don't care. Yeah. So to see him really care about something is very refreshing. And I got into it in a big way. And I think that's because he respects and loves working with Ray. He really does. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's been working for him, uh, sorry, working with him for ages now Mm. since, you know, early 2000s time. And to have him now still want to feud with Ray, I think Lesnar just likes really small guys. Yes. He just likes working with Ray and Finn and even though AJ. A- AJ's yeah. not that small, but AJ. People like that. He just loves working with them. He always sells for them as well. It's great. It's a better story to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we got 
Shan't that then we got a tag match which was the only really bad thing on the show for yeah. me. Charlotte Flair versus Natalia. Uh, so Charlotte Flair and Natalia, sorry, versus the Kabuki Warriors. Mm-hmm. Non-title match. Yeah. Um, they did a whole recap of the women's match that Natalia was in. Natalia and Charlotte do not have any tag chemistry together. Not even close. Neither can do a good hot tag. Nope. And Charlotte has never had that baby, that proper baby face turn, or at least a baby face turn that works. Yeah. And Asuka and Kyrie Sane are, are like actually really good. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, this really did. One thing I did not understand: they did that video package for the Natalia Lacey Evans match in in Saudi. They came back from it because it was it was after Charlotte's entrance, but before Natalia's is when they did the video recap. Came back from the video recap, Charlotte standing in the ring doing like a really slow, sarcastic clap for it. It's like, yeah. It's like, you're her tag partner. Be happy for I her. I know, yeah. It's like she's a heel, but they expect her to just... She's a baby face, though. It's like, mm. but she isn't. She's a heel. I don't know. It's very confused. There were a few cool spots courtesy of the Kabuki Warriors. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Sane hit this like... Oh, no, it was, it was Charlotte just lifting up a boot when Kyrie was running at her in the corner, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah. And then uh, Asuka just rolled this sharpshooter through into an arm bar. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how did you get to the, the arm? Because she's Asuka and she's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but Nat- Natty got it locked in again and Asuka tapped out. Oh, God. That was the worst part of this match. Yeah. Because I was fully expecting uh, Natalia locked in the sharpshooter, got broken up by Kyrie saying he hit like a code breaker, which looked awesome. Mm. Uh, Charlotte came in and hit the spear on Kyrie. And then as Natalia went to go lock in the sharpshooter, I thought, cool, Asa's going to hit the green mist, and then she's going to get like a roll up, yeah. and then she'll get the win. Awesome. She didn't. Natalia just locked in a sharpshooter and then she tapped. That was really, really disappointing, especially because, unless I'm mistaken, I think Asuka's only tapped to Charlotte before at WrestleMania. Wow. I think. She might have tapped to Becky once. But Well, Re- she beat Becky at Rumble. She beat Becky yeah. at Rumble. So like to have her just tap to Natalia is a bit <sighs> pants. Cause even though she's fallen, you know, way down the car from where she was, she's still somewhat a protected character. Yeah, yeah. So to, to have her just like have a really weak tap finish was really disappointing and apparently according to Dave Meltzer I found this out just before we came in here apparently the original finish of the match was supposed to have Asuka and Kyrie Sane win and for some reason we don't know why that got changed well that would make sense because based off last week Becky Lynch ran down to save Paige mm-hmm. so I thought they were building to a Lynch-Asuka match which would be great be but awesome. I guess maybe the Survivor Series plans changed Yeah, NXT is now that really good Exciting three-way, actually. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe they're trying to work out some women's tag match based on all the brands. Yeah. Uh, after this, Heyman and Brock came out, like, immediately. So Asuka yeah. taps, but Heyman and Brock are out there. And they start threatening the commentary table, asking where Heyman, uh, sorry, where Mysterio is. That was cool. Heyman said that Brock will beat up Jerry Lawler so bad that no one will resuscitate him if he dies again on air. That's a line, isn't it? It's a line. <laughs> yeah, that's a line. I, do, I don't mind it. Oh, no, me I, neither. I, it's I, great. I, but bloody hell. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a line. Oh, man, yeah, that was. I, I thought that was great. I thought it was a really cool moment here as well. 
where they're threatening to beat up Jerry Lawler. Dio Madden just walks in, just squares off to Lesnar and be like, no, you can't attack him. He's an old guy. <laughs> you can't do that. So Lesnar just picks him up and F5s him through the commentary table. Yeah. Awesome. That was great. Madden is a few inches taller than Brock. I know. That's cool. He's a big boy. Uh, I Yeah, I thought this was excellent. Um, I loved Dio Madden standing up. I was already quite a fan of his from mm -hmm. his, the work he's been doing, but that, a really cool character moment there. For sure. Um, and then Ray presumably decides, well, that's enough innocent casualties. Oh, yeah. And then why he didn't come out sooner. And he's got, what was it? Like a, it wasn't it was a, a baseball it, it was bat. A, it was a pipe. It was a pipe of some description. So yeah. he starts hitting Brock's legs, takes out Lesnar, and Lesnar sold it like a million bucks. Mm. Again, getting over that idea that Brock really respects Ray. And uh, Ray hit him over the head with a universal title. With the Yeah, he got a massive run-up. with, Sorry, that, with the that, WWE title. Yeah, the, yeah he got a massive run-up with that thing. It was like he, he picked it up and he was looking to let go of them. I was like, he's way too far away. Brock's <laughs> going to come back for me. He's going to hit him with like a, an F5 or something. But no, he just ran really far and then just went clunk. Yeah. <laughs> and Lesnar like rolled down the ramp. I thought, yeah, it was a great sell. And really, he really sold it like it. he was knocked out. Like yeah. he, he, he was trying to get up, but he would stumble. Mm -hmm. Other people had to help him out. Yeah. And then Ray backstage afterwards challenges Brock to a match at Survivor Series. Yeah. Which puts the kibosh on the idea of Lesnar versus Fiend versus Cole. Which is good because I don't think... I want to see that. I don't know how they'd book it to make it a, a, a well-protected match for everyone because I I don't think they would. <laughs> That's it. Like I do want to see it because mm -hmm. those names in the same ring sounds just just a crazy mismatch of styles, mouth-watering stuff. But yeah, I would have no idea how to make that work. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then we got Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander. <sighs> see, I was watching this now because I was like, right, the Lesnar stuff's out of the way. We've had the, the women's tag match was what it was. Didn't like the outcome, but then that led to the Lesnar stuff. Cool. Now we can move on to the NXT stuff. That's fine. NXT Invasion's going to come right now. They've got two guys that they don't particularly care about. This match is probably going to end in DQ with some NXT guys running out. Nope. They did not. It was just a Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander match. And Cedric Alexander took most of the offense and then Buddy Murphy won. Yeah, with a cool little finish, he sort of it was kicked, a great finish. Uh, midair kick counter on Cedric's springboard, Murphy's mm. Law. Like, to the back. And then yeah. Murphy's Law. It, was, it was a cool finish. But, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I've seen these guys have that Cruiserweight title feud on many pre-shows. Mm. And this was several levels below the least impressive of those. One of the spots that I remember in this match the most was Buddy Murphy doing an armbar. Like that that's the kind of caliber mm. this match was. There was wasn't much to it at all. And then Cedric hit a few high spots and then Buddy did the counter and got the win. It felt like a filler match that no Very one really got over match. from. Yeah. Uh, then we which, got the... which would have been fine if it was leading to something. Mm. But it didn't. It just ended and then that was the end of the segment. So Then we got the Seth Rollins stuff, which is where the NXT thing kind of came. Mm -hmm. Uh then we got <laughs> Yeah, another sort of down. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to get in the I was habit say, of ups and downs. Don't do ups and downs, that's someone else's thing. Um but it was Andrade and Zelina Vega versus Sincara and Carolina Catalina Catalina. They Carolina. keep calling her different things, yeah. but her nameplate definitely said Carolina. Yeah. Um what what made me annoyed about this is that WWE just keep booking Andrade and Vega as a mixed 
tag. Mm-hmm. Like, it just seems to keep happening. Sinkara didn't even have a lady door with him. It's like they put a lady door with him so they could do this match. 100%. That's the great thing about them as an act, is that Vega is this manager who just always interferes. I know you, I think you, you and Luke are like, why well, I want Andrade to win a match clean every now and again. I'm like, mm-hmm. no! Vega should help him win every match just because she can and they're heels. Yeah. I personally like that side of him. But I do not like them as a just a team that goes out and wrestles together. I do, that that's a fundament, fundamental misunderstanding of that business manager mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah, I agree with that hundred um, percent. Yeah, and and like I don't mind when Vega interferes and stuff, but I don't think her interferences should always directly lead to the victory. Yeah, I don't think it should be. You know, she hits a Rana and then Andrade pins or something like that. It should be like she interferes and Andrade gains control, and then like a couple minutes later, Andrade gets the win. Yeah. I think that's fine. Um, but yes, I agree with with what you're saying. Anyway, Carolina, Catalina uh, got a little bit of offense in. She was a bit green, not, yeah. not particularly good. She's got a good look, but um, mm-hmm. there's some charisma there, but. The in-ring stuff wasn't that great. Uh, and Vega rolled her up for a win, like a cradle, wasn't it? Can't no, remember. no, she hit a, uh, a snap runner in the ring and just pinned her clean. Okay. And that was it. Which is a bit of a, you know, a, not a burial, but where do you go from there? What's the point? Yeah, what's the <laughs> point? I mean, Andrade beat Sinkara, and now Vega's beaten Carolina, so can this feud end now, please? Yeah, it, it wasn't bad. It was just like... Nothing. Yeah, it was, again, very filler, like it was for the Buddy Cedric one. Speaking of... <laughs> oh, God. Rusev's storyline's still going. Mm-hmm. It's not terrible. It's just like, oh, I thought thought we were thought this was past. Yeah. So Rusev comes out for a name-ring promo. He says that tonight is the night to end all this stupid drama. Biggest pop of the night. Yeah, <laughs> from, from a dead crowd. <laughs> they, they were chanting Rusev Day. Yeah. It just shows, like, what they've got with Rusev. Yeah. Uh... And says he tells Bobby, "Look, Lana's all yours now, but your ass is mine." Hey, which I, uh, you know, just sounds know. a bit kinky, doesn't? Yeah, it? Yeah, a little bit. I did like that Lashley then came out on crutches with Lana, saying, mm-hmm. "I can't face you, unfortunately. I've pulled my groin or torn my groin." Torn his groin, yeah. Which is from you know all the banging, yeah, that they've been doing. And he he drew out that reveal. For ages. He could have just said, I tore my groin and everyone would have put two and two together because you know, we're not stupid. He was like, but I didn't get it from warming up. I didn't get it from crown jewel. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know where the joke's going. Just get there. I got it from banging your wife. <laughs> I did, I, he, yeah. He's a heel. I, I didn't yeah, mind it was, that. Yeah, it was fine. But what but. I do mind, and I think you mind too. Oh, God. Yep. So Lana just goes, it's fine. Lashley can't fight, but someone else has volunteered to fight you instead. Out comes Drew McIntyre. Freaking rent-a-heel Drew McIntyre. <laughs> he really is. Drew McIntyre is incredible. He's, he's so good. So good. So Love good. him. He, he's, he's got the size. He's got the promo ability. He's got the in-ring ability. He should be one like a, a main event heel. Why do they keep looking at him and going, you are someone's second or yeah. you are a stand-in for someone else's feud? Yeah, I, I do not understand because, like you said, it's not just the fact that he's a good wrestler or good, got good mic skills or anything. He has an incredible presence about him. When he comes out, he oozes superstar all yeah. over him. And it's like, how do you not see that? It's Drew Bloody McIntyre. Like, he's incredible. 
I don't know. I don't get it. As soon as McIntyre came out, I was like, why is he in this feud mm. now? Oh, it was so vortex. bad. Yeah, mid-card vortex. Yeah, like two peas of a pod, those guys. Oh, yeah, it was. I was really annoyed that when he came out. But, and then, <laughs> I don't have any notes about this match. I, mm-hmm. I have about two notes about this match. It was a bit boring, honestly. I, it I, was a standard big man match. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I like Rusev, and I really like McIntyre, but like I just wasn't invested in anything they're doing. The beef isn't between them. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but Bobby revealed it was all a ruse. And it was attacked... all a Rusev. Nice. He attacked Rusev with the crutch, causing a DQ. And then Rusev stages a bit of a comeback, but Randy Orton RKO's from out of nowhere. He's genuinely still doing those... They are genuinely from out of nowhere. Oh, they are. I don't see them coming. No, not at all. But why are they continuing the whole Team Flair... I know. Team... The crown Jewel's over. Yeah. Unless they're continuing to do Team Hogan, Team Flair at Survivor Series again. I don't know. I, I, what? Why? And then Ricochet runs down and saves Rusev. So, yeah, it's still those... It's Team Hogan, Team teams. Flair. Which... Why? I was like, guys, you... You built this match already. It yeah, happened. It's, it's already it done. like a weird hangover. Yeah, it was very, very strange. And I hate the fact as well that when Lashley came down, he hit um, Rusev with the crutch, mm. uh, causing the DQ. McIntyre just walks off. He apparently doesn't care that he just lost, but Lashley just cost him the match. Why do wins and losses just not matter? Yeah. What's the point in even having the match then? Well, I, I don't know. To, to like get it. one over for your mates, maybe. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just it feels like a bit of a feels out of order whatever whatever they've done with this storyline. Yeah. Uh, after this though, we got actually for my money the best segment on the entire show. Yeah, it's up there for me. I'd say it was great. Mm. I don't know about best thing on the show, but yeah. It's, what would it's you close. give it to the Brock stuff? Carrillo. Absolutely, Carrillo. Yeah, yeah. I think it's close between the Brock stuff and this mm. i'd probably give the edge to this actually yeah. so ronda uh sorry ronda rousey becky lynch is <laughs> sitting backstage uh it looked pre it's it, it was a pre-tape absolutely uh, and charlie caruso is going to do an interview with her about the survivor series match but she just gets in the introductions and Shayna baszler walks in and replaces charlie caruso so you get this it's really nicely filmed mm. no one's yelling at each other it's just a badass promo in becky lynch and Shayna also being a really good promo, just saying mean stuff to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to make you tap out. No, I'm going to beat you up. Yep. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was really cool. And it, it put over as well that Shayna's friends with Ronda Rousey and, yep. hey, you beat Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. But then she just goes, I want to make one thing clear. I'm not Ronda Rousey. And it was like, ooh, that, that made me go, like, I'm really excited to see yeah. this match now. Um, because this is when they announced that it's going to be Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch versus Bailey at Survivor Series, which should be fantastic. Yeah. Thoroughly excited for that match. Definitely. Um, and they were saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to keep eyes on Bailey, but I am coming for you. It really put over the Becky versus Baszler thing that, we've, that they're building to. So I feel like Bailey is definitely going to be third wheel in this match, but. I don't really mind that because I'm. It, it plays into her heel persona of like not being appreciated and being overlooked yeah. and all that stuff anyway. And it means we get Becky versus Baszler, which big thumbs up from me. Yeah, and it, like I totally agree. And she can almost heelishly re- remove herself from the match at parts and then run in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I I can't wait. And yeah, that some 
really good lines here. Baszler saying, I'm, it's not just that I'm going to make you tap. It just depends which limb I snap off. <laughs> and then, you know, just when you think, oh, that's the line that you end on, Becky comes back with another line. Mm-hmm. It was really good back and forth. Uh, and then they both stand up. They're face to face. And Shayna just grins and says, yeah, really nice to meet you. Yeah. Oh, it was Fantastic. Yeah. I really liked Fantastic. the cinematic feel of this promo as well. Yeah. It was very well filmed, much better than they normally do for this kind of thing. It was like little things. When they both stood up, they then had a wide shot that mm. had to you. So you could see them both coming into the shot and then they were facing each other. And they had like nice kind of over-the-shoulder shots of each other yeah. and stuff. It was really, really well filmed and really well told. They should do, do more of it because it added to the segment, I felt. Very so. NXT. Very NXT, yeah. Uh, unfortunately... <laughs> that be- that works so well because it wasn't live in front of this dead crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next segment did die because I mean it wasn't it wasn't the best material. So, so no, the, it wasn't great. The but... OC come out. AJ Styles does his best to fire them up by saying, "I don't care about. Let's get this out of the way. We're the best tag team." Blah 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 blah. And then the OC come out. Sorry, the Street Profits and Umberto Carrillo come out and. The Street Profits are so charismatic. Mm. Uh, and, th- and they were doing really good. And they weren't trying to get the the smoke thing going like they were last week. Instead, they had a different line, <laughs> which was the Street Profits beat the OC two weeks ago. Yep, that's that's a thing. And did you know the OC are the best tag team in the world now yeah. as of Crown Jewel? But did you know that the Street Profits beat the OC two weeks ago on Raw? So I'm that's sorry, I'm they, sorry, wait. Yeah. Street Profits beat the OC. Two is going. It's it's really boring when we do it. It was probably more boring when they did it. Well, I. It was not very exciting in front of the right crowd. Possibly yes, if they got into it without Carrillo, mm. I think this could have worked. I've seen yeah. worse stuff. Oh work. yeah, yeah for sure. Dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, beat up John Cena. Beat up John you know, Cena. Like the, it's yeah. really simple stuff. Um, but it's when they. That the whole gimmick was, oh no, you can't say that, but Carrillo can say it. And when Carrillo said it three times once in Spanish, it got lamer every time and the crowd got more quiet every time. Yeah. Uh, there was one bit that genuinely made me laugh out loud, though, was when Carrillo said the same thing in Spanish. And AJ just gets in the way and just goes, the hell did he just say? <laughs> <laughs> it was the best delivered line of the whole thing. Just kind of like offhanded comment. He wasn't even on camera. Oh, it was so, so funny. AJ's goofy heel bits are the best part of his heel character. Yeah. Like it's like so Kurt funny. Angle goofy heel bits. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. I didn't pick up it was on that. such a good line. Um, it, it was the usual six-man fun. You know, just standard fun six-man match. Uh, Montez Ford is just so charismatic. He's amazing. Unfortunately, Umberto Carrillo's ship has sailed. And AJ eventually beat him, him specifically, with a roll-up feed on the ropes again for the third time in a week period. And then the week before that, he lost to Seth Rollins. Losing to Seth Rollins and losing to AJ Styles, that's like, you should be losing. Mm -hmm. But to beat him over and over again, I don't care if it's dirty, it it cuts out any momentum from the guy. Like, why can't yeah. he beat, we said it last week, a Carl Anderson, a yeah. Luke Gallows. Someone to build him up for the big boss at the end of it. 
just like they did with Cedric Alexander. He had a nice bit of momentum going for him, but then AJ just kept on beating him, beating him, beating him. I don't think that's AJ's fault. I don't think he's John Cena in it backstage saying, no, no I should go over here. I, it's, and they've completely undercut him as, as a babyface. Yeah, it's such a shame because I know mm-hmm. this is partially just because it was a dead crowd, but I noticed it in previous weeks as well. The crowd just really don't get into Umberto's offense at mm-hmm. all. Which is really a shame because I find it quite exciting. Like yeah, he's, he's really good. athletic, and there's some really cool moves that he does. But the crowd just like don't really care. So he just did like a backwards rolling thunder with a moonsault. That's really cool. And there was like not even a slightest pop for it at all. I think to get over to a crowd that knows nothing about you, and you do look very young, mm. you have to be amazing like yeah. you, you're not not so much in the i mean maybe you're you have to be either ricochet levels in the ring mm-hmm. or you have to have montez ford charisma yeah and he he's not either of those yeah so it needs to have a more patient build for him yeah and that they've that you know very admirably tried to just push him right away win the seth and aj matches but they also haven't pushed him enough yeah because they've made him lose four times in two weeks yeah so, yeah, that's a shame. And then after that, we got the Viking Raiders beating the East Hampton Polo Boys, who were two guys dressed in polo shirts. Oh, sorry. We did also get confirmation that it's going to be Viking Raiders versus Undisputed Era versus Revival at Survivor Series. And I said, in an alternate universe, that would possibly be the best match on the planet. Yeah, yeah. But Laurie's so excited for that. <laughs> I'm tempering my expectations. I think it could be outstanding. The talent in that ring is ungodly amounts of amazing, amazing. But I don't know how good it's going to be. We'll see. We'll see. But for this right now, the the squash matches, uh, it's quite clear. We've seen it time and time again over the last few months. Isn't working to get the Viking Raiders over. They are your tag team champions. And but you, they keep getting put in them. And especially in front of this dead crowd, it didn't work even more. And then afterwards, they cut a promo on the OC, mm-hmm. which was pretty hokey. I like their promos backstage with mm-hmm. the, the red and the... <laughs> but it doesn't work in front of a live audience. It comes across as really outdated. Yeah. So this was bad. Yeah, it wasn't Not great. bad, it was ineffective. Yes, yeah. ineffective is the right word. It, yeah, it wasn't a bad promo per se. There's definitely been worse ones. But it didn't really build to what they wanted to build, and it didn't make them look how they wanted to make them look. Mm. Yeah, ineffective. That's what it was. So we uh, overall, I gave it a low average because I'm really intrigued by the Seth stuff, even if it, NXT had to play second fiddle to it. Love the Lesnar stuff, mm-hmm. and I love that Becky Shayna promo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also gave it uh, an average. I said that it was nowhere near as good as the SmackDown invasion, partially because of diminishing returns, partially because of poorer yes. booking, partially because it didn't just it just didn't mean as much on this episode. Mm-hmm. Cole didn't win, and the people that were feuding early in the night were working together to take on NXT, which just yeah, it felt jarring rather than like a big team up yeah. to fight the greater evil. I think it'd be better if like Raw and SmackDown continued to lose to NXT, and then eventually you had people like coming together, be like, no, we need to fight NXT for you know brand loyalty or whatever bragging rights bragging rights yeah so if, if they you know they they later then agree to put aside their differences and come together to fight NXT it just felt like it happened a bit too prematurely I think um, so it didn't quite have the same effect but 
I still thoroughly enjoyed the Lesnar stuff, the Becky Shana stuff I'm looking forward to, and some of the matches announced for Survivor Series make me excited. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually, I think all of the matches announced for Survivor Series make me excited, so... Well, let's see what your super chats say. Kabuki Wari on the Kabuki Warriors subject. Oblivious Kari says Kabuki Kabuki Warriors dropped out to Natty was furious. Yeah, didn't like that at all. It wasn't very fun. I I can't see any, apart from she won at the first ever women's match in Saudi Arabia reason. Mm -hmm. There is no reason that Natty should be beating, tapping out Asuka no less. Uh, Survivor Series Pavi let Andy out of his cage If WWE do a triple threat match At Survivor Series It'll be The Brock versus The Brock Versus The Fiend Versus Adam Cole R.I.P. Adam Cole Who knew being the elite Predicted the future (laughs) Uh, Well it's not Because we already got confirmation That it's going to be Ray versus Lesnar So it's not all Champion versus champion matches Wonder what they're going to do With The Fiend Hmm Hmm Balor Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, Undertaker. It doesn't all yeah. have to be brand yeah. stuff. I think you know, supernatural character versus supernatural character. Keep the fiend's new momentum going. Yeah, like it. Keith Lloyd. Is anyone else afraid that NXT has been looking strong against the main roster just to be jobbers at Survivor Series? Also, Keith Lee is a god. Asking his glory. Yeah, he's amazing. And yes, I don't think NXT is going to do particularly great at Survivor Series, but hey ho. Uh. <laughs> Ryan F. Becky versus Shayna versus Bailey. Yes, please. 100%. Very, very really excited for that match. Sterling Van. It looks like Shayna would fit into the main roster, but I feel like Becky and Shayna are going to cancel each other out to have Bailey win. Possible. Very possible. Mm. Uh, yeah, Bailey could very much steal a victory um, from out of nowhere. If, like, I don't know. If Shayna has got um, Becky in like the. The name of her finisher. The armor. Nope. Oh, Shayna's one. Yeah. The thingy. The chokehold thing she yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basler lock. <laughs> I want to say the Fujiwara armbar, and that's definitely not the right yeah. one. It's the Kirifuda clutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kirifuda clutch. My mind was stuck on Kimura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, maybe she's got her in the Kirifuda clutch, and then, like, Bailey hits the elbow off the top rope to break it up, and then Becky rolls out the ring. She does a quick, like, roll up or something. Mm. I don't know. Something like that would have a It's difficult because someone has to lose. Yes, yeah. But that, that's, the, that's the problem of these brand title versus title matches. They made it work perfectly in NXT, though, with the Keith Lee, Dijak, Roddy, <laughs> Roddy Strong mm. um, thing. Because they had Roddy Strong was the one who was always, you know, just getting beaten down and on the outside. And then he came in after Keith Lee hit a massive powerbomb and looked like he was going to win. And then he just hit his, his kick and, and got a quick pin. I it mean, was great. Out of those three, it should be Lynch taking the pin. Yeah. She won't lose anything, mm-hmm. really, and it will actually add some some depth and fire to her character. Not that she has she's been missing that, but she's been at the top for a while mm-hmm. and hasn't had many weaknesses. Yeah, uh, Power Packers ninety NXT only is here to take the loss because SmackDown can't. Yes, possible. Yep. Worrying. Yep. Uh, Magnus Bernstrom, if United, if United. undisputed era versus. Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders versus The Revival isn't a match of the year candidate for main roster. I'll be disappointed. Undisputed Era should have come out with uh, Adam Cole Adam Cole to show all the NXT gold to the mainstream. That would have been great. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they came out earlier in the night um, with the four of them going on the apron. But then as soon as the OC came out, they kind of just backed off. So you didn't yeah. really have a great showing of them as a group. 
I, uh, I, I remember last, I think it was, it was last year, well, I was really excited for the tag match because mm-hmm. it was like New Day Usos. Uh, oh, that was a mania, wasn't it? It was. Uh, I, I don't know which one you're talking about. Actually, I might have just completely stole your thunder. There's just loads of tag matches yeah. that I've been very, very excited for. Being like, well, this will be the low key show stealer, mm-hmm. and then totally obviously WWE have given them seven minutes. Yeah, they had. They yeah. That, the one I'm thinking of was I think it was at Mania 34 Maybe, yeah. or 33 when they had not 33, 34 when they had uh, Bludgeon Brothers New Day Usos yes. in a ladder match, and you were like, ah, oh, awesome, and then it was five minutes tops. Um, Justin Anzaludua. So, are we getting Roddy Strong versus AG versus Shinsuke at Survivor Series? Ah, oh, yes, please. That would be incredible. I didn't even think about also, that. Also, I saw something on uh, Squared Circle Reddit earlier that if they have that match and Shinsuke wins, he will literally be the king of strong styles. <laughs> <laughs> yes! It's so good. <laughs> uh, Jake C, he will be the turncoat at Survivor Series this year. Uh... Can I say Seth? Yeah, it's the only realistic one at this point, I'd say. Zach Icon Linda, and I think that'll be a very well-told story if they if they do. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, Zach Icon Lindler, this company. How do they bury those dimples? It's just so likable. It's got dimples. Uh, we got some about the fiend. Sparks said, uh, "So what's next for the fiend? I personally think he'll pop up on NXT and attack Triple H. Regardless, the NXT warfare is surely to boost this week's ratings." Yeah, I reckon it could beat Dynamite for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think keep the fiend away from all this brand stuff. Me too. It's beneath him. Very much so. Have him go against the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, Mundy said, "What if people the fiend mm-hmm. the fiend beats." Go. Hmm. <laughs> what if the fiend goes to NXT and turns heel? Yeah, he's already a heel. And why is it Ray versus Brock for the title? It's Survivor Series instead of Fiend versus Brock. Um, I think because they're making up their rules as they go. Absolutely. It's not all. It's brands versus brands, not necessarily champions versus champions. Correct. Although now Brock is on Raw. It is. It's Raw versus it's Raw. Raw versus Raw. He, why didn't he just stay on SmackDown? Would have oh. made sense, wouldn't it? Ah well. They've got brand versus brand, unless they're too important for it, yeah. <laughs> such as Lesnar and Fiend. Yeah. Uh, Van Thomas said, on the Hell in a Cell review, I theorized the title swap. Excited to be right so far anyway. Well done, Van. Yeah, very well done. Um, we got one about Saudi Arabia. Joe Ray said, uh, hi, guys. With all the things going on in the company, who do, you, uh, who do you think that this was the last straw for and where do you think they'll go? So there's big <sighs> backstage turmoil, supposedly, mm. um, regarding the whole Saudi Arabia Situation. I think there's more in the news today, yeah, isn't yeah. there? Go and watch Laurie's news mm. uh, that went up just before we started. Yeah, I, it's it's I, regardless of what happened, the the wrestlers who were left over there and the statement that WWE put out, you've got to you've got to feel completely abandoned. Yeah, not not 100%. just from a location standpoint, but from an emotional standpoint to read that idea that. Some superstars felt so strongly they chartered their own flight to get to SmackDown. I'd just be like, what the hell? What, Screw what you guys. See? Yeah, what do you see us as? Yeah. Um, so of the people who were very public on Twitter about it, Carl Anderson seems to be the most, but he just signed for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's difficult to know. It, uh, apparently Rusev's, Rusev went to say something in this meeting that happened before Raw. So maybe Rusev... His contract is, is reportedly up soon anyway. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. 
Um, uh, shall I take over? Yeah, go for it. Andrade versus Sin Cara from Sterling Van again. Andrade faced, faced Sin Cara again. He's like 5-0 and against him. Please put him against someone else. And no, don't just randomly throw him at Le- uh, Alistair again. Alistair Black. 100% agree. Yeah, please give him an actual meaningful feud that's not Sin Cara because that feud is done now. Or another Mexican person. Yeah. Stop putting him against luchadors all the time. Brock versus Ray at JobberJJ496. Guess you can say Brock got chopped with a pipe. A pipe. Pipe, pipe, pipe saber. saber. Pipe saber. Like a lightsaber. But you not. got chopped. You got chopped. With the. Sun- you should watch the highlights video if you don't understand yeah. that reference that went up on Sunday. It's very great funny. editing by Vinny Shui. Mm. He invented that. It's great. Uh, Christian Baltimore loved when Mysterio was attacking Brock. You hear Jerry say, "Hit Heyman." <laughs> That's quite good. <laughs> I missed that. That's great. Uh, Vinny Ramachandran. So with Brock fighting Ray, who will f- the Fiend face at Survivor Series? Hopefully, like you said, Taker. That Hopefully would be a good, a good filler feud. Michael Dominguez wanted Volta to step up to Brock, not Ray. Oh, I want that now. That would be incredible. Yeah. The the story right now, look, that's a great idea. But now isn't the time to go every dream match ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Ray versus Brock is actually a good story. It has been told over the last month. So, yeah. Imagine Brock Lesnar fighting for the NXT UK Championship. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing else but buttons, buttons and seats for them. <laughs> Uh, we got some about Seth Rollins now. Kevin said, uh, also, did Seth start his promo with the old Wrestle Ramble title template? <laughs> Copyright infringement. I wrote that in my notes. I had a joke in it about my in my <laughs> review, but I took it out for time constraints. What's next for Seth What's Rollins? What's next for Seth Rollins? Um, we for- should have made that ad title. <laughs> we should have. Uh, Forged by Gaming said, I keep imagining Carlito spitting on Seth. Okay. Because he's not cool. Because he's not cool. Uh, Anonymous Anonymous said, uh, Seth still being as unlikable as he can, calling himself better than Daniel Bryan when it's unnecessary and false, in my opinion, and his incredibly stupid short-sighted tweet about Dave Meltzer. Uh, The Daniel Bryan stuff is fine, because that's within a kayfabe universe. The Mm -hmm. tweet about Dave Meltzer, go and watch Laurie's News that went up before this to Mm -hmm. find out more, uh, is just... It's so... He is so obviously, to me, a company shill that it is he's got to turn heel like if this is mm. who you are as a person yeah. outside of the kayfabe wrestling world yeah it's that is seeping through yeah into your your wrestling character so just turn heel and then you can at least claim that all of this is to work us yeah because it is idiotic it is really like quite there's a bullying element to it as well mm-hmm. I think uh, if it's not just Dave Meltzer who's reporting this either. It's, you know, it's, 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 uh, oh God, I can't remember their name now. Not Pro Wrestling Sheet. Uh, PW Torch. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the, the former, what's well, the AAA commentator. It's, it's, it's so many wrestle votes. It's so many places. It's that, that insider on Reddit that to single out Meltzer is just, I think, symptomatic of a vendetta from WWE against him. Yeah. Cool. Do you want to not take cool. over these ones? Not cool. Seth Rollins is not cool. Uh, oh, Carlo sorry. Mariso, oh, sorry. Finally, Rollins is going to pull a Hogan and be the fifth man. Yep. Yeah, I could see that happening. Totally. The bad crowd. Uh, this is on the the people in the actual arena. 
Kevin, the, this crowd was so bad, I'm not even sure Zack Ryder got his hometown pop. <laughs> I don't think That's he did. That's a good point. He I was there. Yeah. Zack Icon Lindner, crowd was half full and the crowd was killed last time they went there. That was a long-term ramification of the two out of three full period Long Island represent. Mm. Um, it's historically a bad wrestling crowd. Yeah. That's That's been the case for you know, forever. Probably um, didn't help this year. with the whole half-full arena and all that. But, yeah. Robert Banker. New York City is primarily Gar- uh, Gargano fans. Don't like Adam Cole. I don't think those two are mutually exclusive. Yeah, it's weird how Gargano hasn't featured yeah. on this. I mean, I like it because it goes into NXT's continuity because he got beaten the hell out of by Finn <laughs> Balor. Yeah, yeah. So that's nice, but still. Uh, Jared Thomas. The crowd was like, this isn't AEW. <laughs> <laughs> and dramatic that ghost if I, I i think if the crowd was more into the matches the show would have been much better totally agree Great. this this could have been a high average mm-hmm. if the crowd was with them yeah but they weren't and for once that wasn't wwe's fault in my yeah. opinion uh we got one about the rusev lashley storyline uh priyant sharma said drew wants none of this stupidity yeah he just walked away as soon as the match yeah. was done like please get me out of here I bet Rusev wishes he could do that to his contract. I know. Tell me about it. Uh, Then we got a few about the Street Profits and the OC. Deep Singh said, uh, if they're going to do a three-on-three with the Street Profits, uh, they have to use a better third with the Profits, uh, someone who can legitimately beat AJ. Yeah, I like the idea of putting Carrillo with them because Mm -hmm. they felt like this fresh, babyface, cool, raw act. Yeah. But then they've beaten Umberto too much. So unfortunate that isn't working. Yeah. Uh, the Adnap 2 said, remember when Kevin Owens was feuding with the OC? Where's Owens? He's he came kind of down gone. as the... He was the... He was meant to be the Street Profits. Yeah, he third was. Man. What happened to that? I completely forgot about that with all the Crown Jewel stuff. He didn't go to Saudi Arabia, right? No, he, he refuses to go. So he could have been on SmackDown to play into the NXT storyline with Kevin Owens, you know, former NXT champion Kevin Owens. Maybe, maybe he'll be a turn. Yeah, oh my maybe. God, he only just turned face, though. Oh, uh, God. It's a good idea, but he's flip-flopped too much. Yeah. Oh, dear. I don't know. Uh, Jose Quinde said, didn't Lana leave because there was too much sex? Yeah, I think I think that's the point of her character. She's supposed to be hypocritical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael Dominguez said, Undisputed Era versus OC, then Finn ousts AJ as the leader. Thoughts? Uh, I, I, I think historically that's a fun reference, but I don't think it would work. Agreed. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I also wouldn't want it because it would go against his current NXT character, mm. which is Baller. I love it. I want Baller to have his own club with AOP. Mm. Ever since he said that in an interview, amazing. I'm like, that's, yeah. that's now what I want. Yeah. Uh, miscellaneous chats. Vernon Jeffries, good morning, Wrestle Talk. Send me a birthday shout out. It will really make my day. Thanks. Happy New Year, Vernon. Happy Hanukkah. Ah, the Brock. I've been absent lately as I've ruptured my ATFL Oof. and have been out of it the last week. Thanks for keeping me company during my recovery. Well, hope it's going well. I Get don't know well what soon. an ATFL is. Uh, Sounds like a football league. Uh, a, a, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, Justin Anzaludua. Here for a little bit of the Baboli. Hey. Oh, why didn't I think about that when that was more of a meme? That's a t-shirt. <laughs> Craig Pinn, waiting for a phone call to tell me my new gaming computer is ready to pick up. Oh, yes. In the meantime, have some money. Much love from Canada. Awesome. Hey, thank you. 
Ah, the I the, those weights mm. are just when you book the whole day off. Where you, I'm go, I've got to pick up this thing. Yeah, I really want it. I want it now. Yeah, and you're like, please, please happen at nine a.m. Mm-hmm. I can remember I was getting this is not even close to being the same thing, but I was getting delivered a a Pokemon game which I had ordered online. There's a new Pokemon game that came out, and I was sitting in the living room just watching the window, waiting for it to come. It was the worst wait of my life. And now you can track the parcel. He's 40 deliveries away. Yeah. He's 10 <laughs> deliveries yeah. away. Like, what exactly. have you done? You stopped for lunch? Yeah. Canal uh, Improbabale. Ollie, please give your rah-rah speech to Pete. Now, come on here, Pete. You've got to stop posting on social media about the clickbait stuff. It's... You, you know, we're, we're, and just just keep that to yourself. <laughs> was it a good rah rah speech? That was. Was it inspiring? Not great. And some Reinhardt. Can't watch much as I'm in school, but wanted to support you guys and was curious what you think the Fiend's custom title will look like. Um, I think it would be super duper cool if one side said hurt and the other side said heal. Yeah, the, the nameplate's a really mm-hmm. good idea. Yeah. House of Fewer. Did you catch uh, MLW's pay-per-view on Saturday? No, I didn't. But I, I heard that it was pretty okay. Mm-hmm. There's so much wrestling out there at the moment. Busy though. watching SmackDown and working. Fritz XXITFK777. <laughs> you guys burned out a little bit from WWE? Just asking. I would say yes, but then SmackDown happened and I was like, totally. maybe I'm not, because <laughs> totally. I love that show. Venom Kitetsu. Ollie, Val said in a wrestle situation, he'd manage she, Laurie. She'd manage She'd Laurie. manage Laurie. Yeah. And that she'd want you to manage her. Yeah. You on board with that and what brand would you all be on? So I'd manage Val. Yeah. And Val would manage Laurie. That's yeah. quite a fun act. Yeah. There's, no, there's been no managers of managers. No, not it's yet. quite good. Yeah. Uh, we'd be on uh, AEW. Obviously, totally. Uh, Daniel Brother, but would probably only come out for the pre the, the pre shows mm-hmm. as a comedy act. AW Dark. Daniel Brotherton, John Cena with a blue tick, followed me on Twitter last week. Has anyone famous surprised you by following you on Twitter? John Cena follows everyone. In fairness, <laughs> <laughs> he follows like Say twenty thousand people. Um, but yeah, is uh, anyone famous surprised you by following you on Twitter? I follow you on Twitter. No, you don't. Do I not? Probably not. I don't think you do. I'm not very good at Twitter. No, you're not. I've been blocked by you're people. The, you're the opposite. <laughs> you're the opposite of David Starr. Uh, Randy Orton. I've been blocked by Randy Orton. <laughs> That's my claim to fame. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. John Kurosawa. I'm broke but love you guys. Watching in Wisconsin. Well, thank you very much for your super chat. Mm. Anicus. I agree with you that the Buddy Cedric match was filler because when I saw them in the ring, my hopes were lifted for a great match because of their previous matches together. Yeah. yeah. It was literally like we don't have enough time filled out, so have a match. Hmm. Um, and then we got some other Super Chats that came in before we started reading these ones. Oh, sorry, during while we were reading these ones. Anthony Williams said, who do you think they should, uh, who do you think should take the title off Becky? <sighs> Shayna Baszler. <laughs> it's tough, isn't it? Because yeah. they don't really, they, they've, they haven't built up the rest of the women's division because they, they built it entirely around Becky, Charlotte, mm-hmm. and Ronda. Yep. And one of those people left. And one I, of them's a terrible baby face. I'll give it to Sasha. Yeah. I, I don't know what her injury status is right now. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, Nate Drop surname said, I'd like to see Fiend win uh, with no scheduled match. They'd have a traditional Survivor Series match for brands, and at the end, Fiend shows up and lays out all the survivors. I, I don't... 
I'm not I'm not too keen on that actually. I think it's fine if it builds to a story purpose. If he just comes out to attack them for the sake of it, mm. I don't think it would work necessarily. Yeah, if he beats up the SmackDown survivors to mm-hmm. set up the next SmackDown feud, yeah, that could work. That would be fine. Which would probably be Roman Reigns, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Mundy said, uh, sorry, meant to say, what if everyone that gets defeated by The Fiend ends oh, up going to NXT right. and turning heel? For instance, Finn Balor and maybe now Seth. That would be something. That'd be an interesting parallel. It would be, yeah. I just, it kind of, uh, I don't think that would work as a story thing. It would just be an interesting detail. I think yeah. so, yeah. I think it'd be an interesting Easter egg, but it shouldn't be a story point. Mm. Um, Anthony Williams said, who should beat The Fiend? Will it be Reigns? Probably. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlo Morisot said, AEW taking shots on the go-home show Wednesday? Uh, I, th- I mean, they keep saying how they're not going to do that, and then Cody will do a whole segment based on it. Yeah. So I can see that happening. Yeah, yeah same. Uh, Christopher Cade said, door opening, life changing. True progression is a women's wrestling match. Ignore that whole women can't report domestic abuse without, without a male guardian's consent, etc., etc. Yes, uh, on the Saudi Arabian yes. sort of social situation, mm. while the women's wrestling match was a step. Mm-hmm. It's a long way to go. It was a worldwide phenomenon, and now women are free. Yeah, but they freed the women, folks. Yep, they did it. They they fixed it down there. So his name was Mako Vunipola. Vunipola. Okay. Okay. And he's 28. Mm -hmm. He's 123 kilograms. That's quite heavy. That's like... Almost double me. He's a prop, so he's in the scrum. Yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. that's maybe you just age in the scrum. <laughs> maybe that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, now that we figured that out, can we do an email or two? Sure. I've got lots of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's, let's I, get I have been saying, everyone, please email me because I've got a lot of podcasts to do, and now I realise that I'm only going to be on this many podcasts for this week. Yes. So I'm going to try and get through like a lot of them. Um, so. Um, we've got a person here who apparently can predict the future. Ooh. Uh, because this email came in on the 31st of October, on Halloween. Um, it says, Dear everyone at WrestleTalk, there's too many of you to name out now. Haha. <laughs> uh, but I hope this message finds you well. After watching the AEW stream and the WWE Crown Jewel stream with you guys, I feel like we're friends now and the SWAT Nation was right that Raw and SmackDown should work out a trade, but it's for the wrong person. There was talk that SmackDown and Raw should work out a trade for The Fiend. Instead, I think they should trade for Brock. That would keep Seth Rollins away from The Fiend so that the feud can end and the Kane, Ray, and Brock story can organically continue on Raw instead of across both brands. I know that Survivor Series is Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT, but I think that way you get both major titles off of SmackDown and there's no chance to talk about unification. Also, that elevates Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss because WWE can swing it and say that that was the plan all along and you oh traded two God. very good female wrestlers for Brock Lesnar. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Keep up with the consistent consistency. Robert Fagg. Yeah, well, well done for for predicting that. For predicting I, that Brock would go we, to uh, Raw, yeah. But I, it wasn't done as a trade. It was done as the, Brock quits yeah. SmackDown, and surely you'd think, well, that means he's quit WWE. Mm-hmm. So he just turns up on Raw. So why don't more people just do that? What Paul Heyman uh, tried to justify yes. in his promo, just saying, well, he's Brock Lesnar, he can do what he wants, and he, Seth Rollins can't do it, like. Whoever he said, Rey Mysterio mm. can't do it because they're not Brock Lesnar, you see. But then that doesn't that doesn't 
put over the trade. He mentioned the trades for a little bit, but they didn't play into anything either. He mentioned Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, but then they didn't come into it at all. Lazy storytelling. It is, isn't it? Why, how, yeah. why can you do this thing? Oh, because I'm me. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. Um, I'm going to actually need to need some actual storyline justification for I, this. I don't know if contracts can hold up to, yeah, but I'm Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So. Well, when you've got Lesnar standing across from you mm-hmm. in a court, mm. maybe you would just say, yeah, you know what, actually, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, maybe that is the storyline justification. Everyone is scared of him. Um, we got another email from Adam, who said, Hi, Pete and the rest of Talk Gang. With Survivor Series being announced as Raw vs. SmackDown vs. NXT, do you think we'll be, we'll be seeing anyone turning on their team and moving to a different brand? With all shows having less than stellar ratings over the last few weeks, it could be seen as a time to make some adjustments to the rosters, even with the very <laughs> recent draft. Hope you're all doing well. Even Randy Andy and Blake Ham. Da- down under Swafter, Adam. Down under. Uh, thanks for the email, Adam. Mm. I, oh man, it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah. Because the draft is essentially pointless. I wish they just kept the draft till after Survivor Series. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the better way to do it. See where the chips lie. Maybe Survivor Series can have some stakes as to who gets what. Exactly. It's difficult to, to arrange because you wouldn't want it to be like, oh, all the winners go to SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you could say, like, the winner of the overall event gets, like, the first three draft picks or something. Yeah. And play it that way. But then why would the wrestlers fight for their brand's pick? You know, I I just... I don't know. I don't know a a way that makes sense to do that. Or maybe winners get to pick what brand they go on or something like that. I mean, the best use of Survivor Series is the winning brand gets the number 30 pick in the Rumble. That's what I said on SmackDown yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah, and then within their own brand, they have a little competition to find out who gets the number mm, 30 spot. Totally. Yeah. But in terms of who turns, if there will be a turn, mm. as we spoke about in this very podcast, I I can see Seth turning. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I don't... Th- you know, the Raw and SmackDown allegiances aren't established enough now to not do even that. close yeah but i think you could see a scenario where former nxt wrestlers turn to side with the nxt call-ups absolutely yeah recent ones though yeah like drew wouldn't work alistair black would work ricochet ricochet would work i think but ricochet's yeah. such a generic baby face i, I think yeah. they'll probably keep him with Viking Raiders. Yeah, Viking Raiders could turn, mm-hmm. especially as that ties into the Gallows and Anderson never having gone through NXT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be really cool, actually. I'd like to see that. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's all a bit airy-fairy, this, isn't it? I don't yeah. know. It's almost yeah. like it was made up on the fly Yeah. after loads of people were stuck in another <laughs> country. Fly. <laughs> That's one thing they couldn't do. Uh, we got another email from Nick here. Said, "Hey Pete and the gang, just wanted to email in and thank you guys for the consistent content, as it really helps me stay up to date with the product and enjoy sharing ideas with wrestling fans when I don't have many wrestling fan friends." I just wanted to present a theory for how The Fiend loses the belt. I think somehow Bray in his TV presenter gimmick gets forced into a match and will refuse to fight as he's on the good side of his persona. He gets pinned and then the title transfers hands. This keeps The Fiend protected but gets the belt off. It's not great, but it's something. Love to hear your (laughs) thoughts. Nick from Wisconsin. P.S. Home of the Brewers for big baseball fan Ollie. Oh, big baseball fan Brewers. Mm -hmm. Milwaukee Brewers. Yep. Isn't that right? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I think because Milwaukee brew stuff, don't they? They're a famous Brewers. beer place. Milwaukee flag hat is what comes up. Yep. 
Yep, Milwaukee Brewers. Go me. Yeah, well done. Proud of you. Uh, I I don't like that idea at all. Though, no, me neither. Unfortunately, I mean, sorry. I don't. I can't think of a way for him to lose the belt and make it good, just because of the way they've booked him how, and how mm. he won it. Is because he's essentially indestructible at this point. So if anyone beats him, it would go against. The, it would fly in the face of the consistency that they already have. I think they've completely booked themselves into a corner with the fiend now. Yeah, if he loses, it will have to be something of his own undoing. Mm-hmm. I agree with that part. Like, he does listen to the heel hand Mm -hmm. a bit too much, and that's what causes his opponent to get a leg up on him. Uh, But, yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm not in the position to book The Fiend going forward. Yeah. Because they've made it very difficult for themselves. Yeah. In in an effort to make him strong, they've made him too strong. Mm. So now it's very hard to book him in any sort of match. Uh, we'll do one more quick email. This one comes in from Mark, who specifically said to read it out with Ollie. Oh. Um, so he said, hello, fantastically average people. Uh, <laughs> just listen to the Crown Jewel oh, review. stop it. <laughs> just listen to the Crown Jewel review. When you guys were talking about The Fiend winning the Universal Championship and how to get the title off The Fiend, you mentioned Kane winning the title and losing it the next night. Ollie literally said, just stop the plane from taking off and then The Fiend can't lose it on SmackDown. <gasps> Can we get Ollie checked, please, for psychic powers? Did that I was, say that? That was before the news broke as well. Whoa. I now take everything Ollie says as gospel. Love you guys. <laughs> Thank you, Mark, for the email. Uh, yeah, apparently you are ah, some I know sort of people. psychic. I know people. Yeah, you've Me got and MBS are like that. Inside knowledge. That's what my uh, my wrestling friend group, we do our own predictions and stuff. I won it for Crown Jewel predictions. Congratulations. Thank Not you. like it, your job or anything. No, and that's what they said. Oh, yeah, I guess having inside sources makes you, you know, you can win the predictions because you've got all your inside sources. Oh, yeah, me, yeah, me and Vinnie Mac, you yeah. know tight as anything two peas in a pod you've also got to explain to them knowing more about the backstage workings of wwe makes it less likely to understand <laughs> or predict what they're gonna do because right. they're insane yeah it's like when you measure a, an electron more specifically it gets harder to actually get its coordinates right Yes. Do you know that? It's like a, it's a physics thing that I can't... It's a physics it's thing. It's a physics thing that I only 60% understand, mm-hmm. meaning me using it as an, an analogy and was, an a, analogy. was a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. Um, right, that's probably all the time we've got for today, but thank you very much for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Oh, yeah. Oh, Thursday. Oh, Thursday. We've got a new reworking coming. We've got lots of podcasts and stuff coming your way, so... Stay tuned for that. But me and Ollie will be back for doing the AEW review on Thursday. Well, we should say the current plan is to have the NXT podcast also up on Thursday. Mm -hmm. So AEW Dynamite and NXT will both go up on Thursday. We listen to you folks. Mm -hmm. But the intros and outros might be a little bit shorter. Yeah. Just because... Time is a thing. Yeah, because we're going to try and do AEW and NXT back to back. Which will leave us time to do the first ones, intro mm-hmm. and outros, but not so much the second ones. Or maybe we do the intro for AEW, then we do the AEW stream, then the NXT stream, then the outro on the NXT one. It makes perfect what? sense. Or maybe Laurie and Simon just do the NXT intro and outro before we start. Yeah, that's also that a, could work. That's also a possibility. <laughs> oh, and also I it's, prefer my one. It's Laurie and Simon. Laurie and Simon doing NXT. We're going to double down on distinct teams. Mm. So Pete is no longer across two brands. Yeah, I'm not an NXT man anymore. I'm just a SmackDown guy. And then you and Luke are 
Raw and, and AEW. Yeah, and then Laurie and Simon are going to be doing NXT. Mm. So then there's more of that. Yay. Uh, anyway, yeah, we should probably get out of here. So yeah, AEW and NXT on Thursday. We've got the Friday show and we've got... Uh, the Friday show might be predictions this week, though, for Full Gear. Full Gear, or maybe we'll try... No, we'll try and do the Full Gear ones, God, tomorrow on Thursday as well. <laughs> uh, Thursday being not tomorrow, actually. Yeah, because we we've can't got really Val do, coming in. We can't do them tomorrow because there's not enough matches Eight announced. And Dynamite, yeah. Yeah. So it might have to be Friday, we'll but we'll, we'll see. Anyway, we've got we've got lots of things coming. Stay tuned. Love you all. Goodbye. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.